KRT's ninth day of Wii Scream. I don't know how I'm alive. <laughs> Please help me. Penultimate episode! Ah! <laughs> I'm Kit Quinn, and I'm currently drowning myself so I can have a magical under the sea adventure. Yay! Yay! I'm Tyler Green, and at least it isn't Little Mermaid's Island. So, uh, today we will be looking at SCP number 2316. AKA, I do not recognize the bodies in the water. <laughs> uh, containment class Ketter. Hooray. If you're hearing this now, we're all probably dead. Containment breach. <laughs> Man, how many SCPs are going to randomly show up in our Wii Scream anyway? I guess the entirety of Wii Scream is object class Keter. <laughs> well, we know Dermy may or may not be an SCP, so... I'm kind of surprised that the Plague Doctor SCP didn't show up when they were all singing Ring Around the Rosie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so today, we're talking about the We Sing video that made Randy puke as a kid. Yeah! My mom rented it from the library. I remember watching it in that little pink carpeted den we had, and I threw up. Yay! Can you pinpoint the exact moment where you threw up? No, actually. <laughs> but I do know that when I was watching it this morning... Last night, I had eaten a steak and cheese. Not too much, Sal. I taste the cheese. And as I was watching it, that steak and cheese was just sitting. And I was like, please tell me this is not going to happen again. (laughs) The universe just looked at you and was like, you know what? It wasn't bad enough that for Kit, every time they watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids as a kid, it somehow just crashed at the end. There's some sort of cosmic force in the world that doesn't want us talking about Weezing. Possibly, but when have we ever listened to it, to be fair? I gotta say, we've gotten off surprisingly lightly with the saga. You know, a year ago, if you told me we were going to be doing both Little Mermaid's Island and We Sing Under the Sea, and you told me I'd end up fucking hating Little Mermaid's Island while actually finding this one okay... I would have laughed so goddamn hard. I would have been like, what? Little Mermaid of Jim Henson somehow was inferior to Weezing? You know, going by memory from this, when I initially pitched it to you guys, I assumed that this was going to be just very terrible. But no, I actually thought a lot of these were okay, and I only really hated three of these, so... It's so funny, I only didn't scream at two of them. That was King Cole's party and somewhat this. I don't know if you count throwing up as a type of screaming. Uh, I I think you were just exercising the demons out of your body that Weezing was bringing on to you. It was you looking at Stella Starfish because, eh. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the part I puked at. (laughs) You know, if I would have thrown up during Weezing, it probably would have been somewhere in the Big Rock Candy Mountains during the fly scene. Yeah. (laughs) With the fucking turd fly. You know, I've surprisingly only really hated two of these. Okay, I did think Weezing Best Christmas Ever was kind of but overall i've actually been kind of like you know there's a lot of charm to these this one i'd say was around the middle i wouldn't say i really liked it per se in fact i'm already kind of forgetting what happened in it but overall this wasn't 
terrible, surprisingly. It's surprisingly dark, as we'll later get into. Yeah! (laughs) If not preachy. There's like three different messages in this. It's like, hey kids, stop pollution. Hey kids, don't be a hermit. Hey kids, just don't be selfish. It's, what? (laughs) The problem is, even if you put your garbage all the time in the correct receptacles... The landfill companies will still ship it to Garbage Island in the middle of the ocean, so... Thanks, Grandma, you solved nothing. Like, I hate to criticize any videotape for being too openly supportive of saving the environment, but, like, you can tell a lot of them were a product of, Hey, kids, it's all your fault if you accidentally dropped a piece of trash in the ocean once, not these big corporations. The ocean was on fire a few weeks ago. And it's, uh, your fault, random person, because you didn't bring your reusable bag to the grocery store. Pollution is bad, and if you don't think about it in every waking moment, you're part of the problem. Grandma was terminally online before terminally online was even a thing. (laughs) Touch grass, Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, be more like Captain Planet that actively shows us the billionaires causing the problems. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, where was Don Cheadle during all of this? Right? (laughs) Or hell, where was Aquaman? Or what about the fucking yakety whatever thing? The the yakety yak thing with all the celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) Don't download this song. Alright, so you guys ready to get into this? Kinda. (laughs) So we start off on this for We Sing's surprisingly elegant opening credit sequence with, I think, an actual string score. It was actually pretty well done. I thought that the cinematography actually looked pretty good, and the orchestra in the background actually had some pretty decent songs going on. I I forgot for a second. Was I watching We Sing, or am I watching one of those, like, ambient meditation videos they play at the spa? (laughs) And also, somehow, Granny, as she's painting, she gets away with singing a song called Under the Seed. I'm just like, and yet, somehow, it's not about Homer trying to escape the music. Cease and desist. Cease and desist. You know what? I would still take this over Homer Badman any day. Agreed. And then in addition, the child actor in this and the actress for Granny, they were actually pretty good for what they... They didn't really have a lot to do, but they weren't too bad. I actually did like the framing device of a grandmother and her grandson go out on an adventure through this colorful place. Like... It was great to have adult supervision for one thing. It's even sweeter to have it be a family thing where the grandmother and the grandson have this really good chemistry together. Oh, surprise, surprise. Uh, We sings are a little more tolerable when you keep the damn wiener kid shenanigans to a minimum. Gasp. (laughs) You don't have the creepy twins from We Sing together. (laughs) And you know, I actually buy that the granny would actually be impressed by this, where he's like saying best Christmas ever. The fucking parents are all, oh yeah, this guy could just magically make our Christmas decorations come to life. That's not terrifying. Yeah, that's another thing about this is that... Yeah, the puppets aren't that great, but they're much easier to look at, except for one character I'll get to in a minute, but... They have Baby Audie, who's actually really cute! Oh my god, I fucking love Baby Audie! Yes! We Sing finally gave us a character we would take a bullet for! Yes! I gotta say, that octopus animatronic... Despite being extremely anatomically correct, that is not where an octopus mouth is. The octopus mouth 
is right in the center of them, underneath their faces, and it's a beak. But I digress. It is still an impressive animatronic, and I think it's really cool. Yeah, I initially didn't see him as an octopus because he looks more like a blob, if anything. I don't know. He kind of looks like a beluga whale in a way. Yeah, it looks it looks whaleish. Mom, can we see Henry the Octopus? We have Henry the Octopus at home. Henry the Octopus at home. But yes, I would absolutely fucking take a nuke for baby Audie. Yes. Fucking thank you. Oh my god. And that is such a cute puppet too. I don't know why they didn't make... Pl- well, I-, I guess a plush of him would just be a plush of a sea otter, which first of all, sea otters are already like the cutest fucking things in the world. It's really hard to fuck up a sea otter design because... Nature designed them to be adorable. So there's really not much to say about the intro songs in that they don't really go anywhere except to set the plot up. Except the Creatures in the Sea song, all I have to say is that they spend all this time just pointing out the animals through song, and it's so tedious in the same way that the Austrian song was in Sillyville. Like, this is an octopus, this is an otter, this is a hermit crab. And we're going to take five minutes to tell you all of this. Yeah, they do kind of stretch it in some parts. Because some of the songs of this are actually pretty good, but some are kind of like bubble, 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 bubble for like five minutes. You know what? I actually did like the bubble, bubble song for what it's worth. It was catchy. I think it could have been a little shorter, but yes, it did slap. So what happens with Granny and the kid Devin, whose name I instantly forgot because he doesn't really play much of a role in this anyway, let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) So Devin and Granny find an enchanted conch shell that takes them to the ocean floor via a painting that the grandma's working on. And God, this was the weirdest adaptation of Super Mario 64 I've ever seen. (laughs) And this was two years before that was even a thing. Could I have something to eat? No. Could I have something to eat? No. Could I have something to eat? No. Can't you say anything but no? Try asking again. You know, how did they get to the bottom of the ocean without helmets anyway? Because they're just not even with helmets or anything. And then you have creatures like a penguin and an otter all the way down there just with no oxygen. (laughs) Not even at the bottom of the ocean. Have you even tried walking in like thigh high water? You can't. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that episode of Jimmy Neutron where they were finally going to explain why they can breathe in space and then Carl sings during it. That probably would have happened if they tried to explain it. Oh man, this movie was missing the Titanic. But um, <laughs> one thing I really like is that the seahorse they're riding on conveniently just has handlebars growing out of its neck. <laughs> it's very carousel-esque in a way. I think that kind of adds to the charm. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with grandma. <laughs> and we all just fuck drowned. Bobbing along, bobbing along in the beautiful briny under the sea. <laughs> so it's here that we get introduced to Ink and Spike, and like I said, the Bubble Bubble song is a banger. Bubble, 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 bubbles in the sea. This is the place for you and for me. Singing on the bottom of the ocean floor, far away from the sandy shore. Whoa. Yes. Although one thing that did kind of take me out about Spike was that every time he shows up on screen, he always has some weird green screen going on. So he'll just randomly be floating in. Oh, God. And there's moments where the frame rate just drops. So the frame rate of the green screen Spike does not match 
the background and it just looks so fucking horrible. And then other times it's like Spike is attached to one of the tentacles. <laughs> yeah. That's supposed to look like Ink is holding him with one of his tentacles, which I guess is their excuse, but they still could have like green screened out the pole. I mean, it would have looked like shit, but it would have been something. It would look like that he stabbed this guy with one of his spikes and now they're just stuck for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get introduced to probably the best fucking character, not just in this video, but probably we sing as a whole, Audie. Baby fucking Audie. Baby Audie. I love she. I fucking love this little creature. Oh my god. She was giving me such pip and pop energy, and she actually acts like a toddler. It's so fucking cute. And like I said earlier, how can anyone fuck up a sea otter design? You right? can't. They are just that fucking cute. Yeah, she had a very big Henson vibe about her design. It was really cute. The green screen was a little weird, but you know what? I am willing to overlook that. Oh my god, what if she's from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? Oh. Oh my god, she's his cousin. Yes! Which, speaking of, when I saw the promo picture for the Emmett Otter musical that they're doing, I hate that the first thing my mind went to was that it's a Wee Sing adaptation. <laughs> Actually, they do Wee Sing live shows. Oh yeah, they do. We forgot to mention that, but there's a Wee Sing train live show. There was a video of a school doing Wee Sing in Sillyville that was actually pretty cute that I saw. Speaking the puppets there was actually a really little interesting fact about the ink and spike puppets that's on the wee singer tripod page Ooh. spike and ink were built at the puppet workshop of the old world puppet theater as well as hermit the hermit crab this workshop even performed several of the characters in the movie spike is a rod puppet about 18 inches in diameter with a moving mouth and the ability to puff up like a real puffer fish Ink the Octopus is the biggest puppet the workshop ever built. He's operated by up to 10 puppeteers, with one sitting inside. When fully operational, Ink measures 12 feet across with all his tentacles extended. His eyes are robotic, with a puppeteer able to both blink them and move them left and right. His mouth was cable-operated, with another puppeteer working those controls. So I'm actually on a website called the Puppet Museum, and they do have puppets from that company. So I guess those we sing puppets are on display in these museum along with uh the barks root beer dog <laughs> what i don't know how accurate this website is it looks like it hasn't been updated since like 2003 but i mean that's still pretty cool that they actually decided to put these actually really decent puppets on display i think they are they really do deserve all the credit because again they're really not that bad except for a certain weeber look i felt kind of bad for him but at the same time it's like i have to go home i have to go home so weeber is this oversized penguin with these dead fucking eyes yeah <laughs> Oh, and a beak that barely moves. And the whole time, I'm just thinking back to the penguin bit from Billy Madison. Yes! It's too damn hot for a penguin to be just walking around here. Oh, you thought the country bear's lip sync was bad? Oh, no! The coral reef has been crushed! <laughs> uh, over yonder, a sea monkey. <laughs> It's kind of hard to talk about this one because the plot kind of goes back and forth. Not in a bad way, just in a kind of, well, that happens, that happens. <laughs> 
You know, with Spike, it might have just been me, but there were moments where he sounded like his voice actor was just taking hits from a bong in between takes. He really did. He sounded like <laughs> Chester Cheetah. <laughs> also, he's really antagonistic to Weber at first for some reason. He kind of reminds me of Cats from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, there's this weird plot where both Granny and Devin recognize the sea creatures and the sea creatures recognize them, but they're all, we can't scare them. And it's like, well, what would happen if they accidentally walked up on them? Would it end in blood? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we can't keep following these sea creatures. It's none of our business what they get up to, but let's follow them anyway. And then it's so funny because on the other hand, the sea creatures know that these humans are stalking them, and they're like, oh, we don't want to scare them. I think that bridge has been crossed. I mean, despite the fact that the grandchild and the grandmother are in plain view of them, and are clearly reacting to all the stuff that's going on around them... Yeah, they're not even hiding, they're talking loudly either. In addition, also, for a movie that's all, don't leave your trash in the ocean, wouldn't humans constantly walking down on the bottom of the ocean cause some problems too? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I can understand how hard it would have been to actually pull it off considering the budget, but... It's kind of amazing that the grandmother and the grandson didn't float. I mean, to be fair, humans are going in and out of the ocean all the time just to look at stuff, and we still have problems, so... <laughs> so, in order to help Weber get home, they decide that they have to go to the hermit crab, who has the instructions on how to get him home, so... Basically, this is another version of a Wizard of Oz type plot. I guess, yeah. Then Weaver also has a plot where he feels left out and he left because all the other penguins are making fun of him for having blue feathers. I don't know. With a name like Weaver, I feel like the penguins aren't calling him weird because he's blue. I think they're calling him weird because he screams Sharingan at people while Naruto running and calls every crush he's had his wife. <laughs> <laughs> also, Weaver does sound a lot like Ash Ketchum. So it just goes deeper and deeper, like yep. a sea. He's sadly not played by Ash Ketchum's voice actor, but his voice actor was one of the elves from fucking Best Christmas Ever. Oh, by the way, don't ever talk about any other strong characters around him that aren't Goku. He's gonna scream at you that Goku can beat them. <laughs> oh. So then we meet another one of the colorful characters, Stella the Starfish, and good god. Moisturize me! Moisturize ah! me! Just, that was the vibe I was getting from her. Save the rabbit, save the rabbit, whatever you do. <laughs> so Stella Starfish is supposed to be this self-absorbed, pun not intended, starfish who thinks she's better than everybody just because she's a star. Yeah, and so then she's just being a bitch to everybody and then singing all these songs. Also, I swear to God, when she was talking to the clams, I thought she called them her sex cadets for a second. I was oh. like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. And that's not even getting into a rendition of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, where she is moaning through it some of the time. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, there is some very interesting moans during that song. Uh... <laughs> Turns out uh, Ocean QAnon was right. She is part of the elite cabal, human trafficking scallops for sex and also to drink their fear. <laughs> 
Also, she's very abusive to these scallops that look way too much like the fry kids. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Another thing about the starfish is like after, you know, all this stuff, she very clearly says, I want to be alone in that Greta Garbo voice literally referencing the 1932 film Grand Hotel. <laughs> so, and we sing together, we got a Wizard of Oz reference, and now here we're getting a Greta Garbo reference. <laughs> I mean, at least Wizard of Oz is something kids know about. <laughs> well, if any of those kids went to Disney World around that time, they would have saw that uh, I want to be alone thing on the great movie ride. A more accurate thing would have been to have it go Sunset Boulevard and show the granny and the kid just hanging in the pool. <laughs> oh, shoot. It's Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Thank you very much. And also the clam has these sea enemies behind him. And I was just like, don't make a phallic joke. Don't make a phallic <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah, because Stella tells them, oh, no, I don't know where to go. You have to go to Clem the Clam for that. And while we were talking about how good the puppetry was in this, you know, at least Flory from Pee Wee's Playhouse was more articulate than Clem. Clem was giving me big Vegas vibes, like the clams you would see in like one of those tacky aquariums that they have mermaids swimming around in. With the song he was singing about clam dancing or whatever, I just really wanted to bust into everybody cut loose, fin loose. We are not wearing shoes. Then baby Audie comes back and suddenly she's really sick and she's just talking about how, oh, I don't feel well. And I'm just like, if she dusts away, I'm going to fucking murder Thanos myself. Yeah, like she comes in suffocating on a fucking plastic tire. Yeah, that was fucked up. Jesus. The one time we sing actually has a character I'm rooting for. They fucking try to kill her. She's like sick and coughing and sneezing. She's got the fucking Delta variant. God. This is fucking depressing. I know you're trying to hammer home the plot point of pollution being terrible, but did you have to do it like this? I gotta, I gotta ask. Where the fuck is Adi's parents, man? Yeah, they just aren't here. Yeah, they literally leave her unattended so that she can play at the Coral Reef. And then when she comes back, she gets fucking sick. Again, nearly suffocating. That's very unlike Otter parents. <laughs> I did not expect Weezing to actually have stakes where a character almost fucking dies. I mean... Otter parents usually don't leave their babies unattended. Like, I saw that one video where the mom otter, like, went down to get some food or something, and the baby didn't, like, wander away or anything. It just sat there floating and screaming. <laughs> Which it has the cutest little noise! Oh, oh my god! And then the mom came back and they got food! So, do we have anything else we need to say about the clam before we get to the, uh, Miss Turtle scene? No, I have nothing about the clam. Yeah, Clem the Clam is very forgettable. Like, he doesn't add anything to this. I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> me neither. Literally, he sings two songs and tells them, Oh, you don't need me. You need Missy Turtle to tell you where to go. Yeah, so they just admit it was pointless. <laughs> yeah. So we do get Missy Turtle, and the way her hair was styled was kind of giving me the vibes of when Chrissy Knowings took over the teacher character from Lori Beth Denberg on all that. Yes. Yeah, that, oh, she also gave me Will Byers vibe. I think this might have been the part I threw up at, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, you threw up because this is where Adi came in suffocating. Might have been. I, I feel like I threw up around the school part. I would feel sick too, I'm not gonna lie. 
Agreed. And then Missy Turtle also keeps calling all the fish minnows, but they're clearly clownfish. So I already compared Clem to Flory from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Now the clownfish are fucking stealing the flowers bit too now. Yeah, clownfish don't even really travel in schools. They just kind of stay in their anemones and that's it. Yeah, this lady needs to find Nemo and actually learn what a minnow is. <laughs> My question is, where the hell is Mr. Ray? <laughs> <laughs> See, what we need is to take all the other Wee Sing characters and then just teach them, hey, you could be in this tape too. That we just all drowned them, especially Derby. What we need is for one of those fish to touch the butt. <laughs> so then they're all singing a song about how, don't worry, Weaver, you are perfect how you are, and it doesn't really add anything. Okay, so first they sing a song about how Adi's in so much pain and she's not feeling so well to make it even sadder. And then after she goes away, they go back into a happy mood where they sing about the real problems at hand, the fact that Weaver's a loser. Like, Weaver just is all, oh, maybe that baby otter's drowning, but what about me getting made fun of? Yeah, and then they sing a song about how fucking important he is or whatever, and they don't actually give you, like, ways to actually deal with bullying. Have we forgotten that there is a dying child? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I understand that bullying is bad and all, But your fucking home is being torn to shreds by pollution. A child is dying right now. Get your priorities in check. This is why we sing should not be allowed to handle serious topics. Because it's incapable of being serious. It's gonna do shit like this. And then they go back to the fucking pollution song because they found out that a coral reef went missing. That's where they finally meet Granny and Devin and then they start all singing about the solution to pollution is recycling because the big corporations don't dump it in the ocean anyway. The solution to pollution is to get the gallows set up. Yay! (laughs) And then they're just suddenly picking up all this garbage and that somehow clears up the ocean magically just where are they gonna put it i know where they put it this is real by the way but there is a giant garbage island just floating aimlessly in the ocean they probably put it on garbage island which the fact that garbage island exists that's bad (laughs) that's still pollution you didn't solve shit Also, one line I have to shout out from Devin is when everybody's lamenting and they're like, Oh man, who could do this? And then Devin says in the most excitable way that he can with a smile on his face, Only humans! (laughs) He's fucking proud of this, the little bastard. Eco-fascist in training. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely grew up to say, Humans are the virus! This is how Poison Ivy got started, except she actually goes after the CEOs. Okay, Poison Ivy is not an eco-fascist. Poison Ivy is an eco-anarchist. And for that, we stan. Huzzah. And so then, in addition, they go back to the, Welp, we gotta get Weaver home plotline because we solve pollution. And so then they meet this crab who I lovingly describe as Admiral Akbar by way of Obi-Wan Kenobi because he's a fucking asshole to everybody. And you know what? 
We stan. Yes. But, like, the only reason is he's an asshole is because he's like, well, I'm a crab, so I have to be crabby. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point. <laughs> it's in his name. You you can't just police him and say, oh, no, you can't be like this. You have to be nice to everybody, even if it isn't your namesake. Every crab I have ever run into is crabby. I have yet to meet a crab that I picked up out of the ocean. Or stepped on at seven years old, which, by the way, we went to Cape Cod, and I stepped on a crab and got pinched on the foot. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. But also, I have picked up lots of crabs. I used to go to Situate all the time to my cousins, and they lived on a rocky beach, and we would go crab hunting all the time, where we just, like, look under rocks, pick up crabs, and put them in buckets. They're crabby. They'll pinch you. They're assholes. And then, in addition, they're also like, well, my name's Weaver, but everybody calls me Weird Weaver. Does that mean I'm weird? And it's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, you are weird, because you're a penguin who can breathe underwater and also walk underwater, who hasn't eaten a single fish you've met. I did get a laugh out of this one scene where Hermes just yelling at everybody and then Weaver's just, like, blinking. (laughs) (laughs) And then he asks the immortal question, Why are you so crabby? Which to that, I respond, Oh my god, Weaver, you just can't ask somebody why they're crabby. (laughs) If you're from the South Pole, why are you blue? Oh my god, you can't just ask people why they're blue. (laughs) Hermie also yells at Stella, like, How about since you're such a star, you stop acting like a star? It's like, (laughs) yes, call her out. Yeah. And then the scallops come back because she calls on them to sing a song with her. I really wanted them to just chomp her to bits. (laughs) Because frankly, after how she treated them, she deserves it. Unionize, unionize. If uh, Ocean QAnon is right and she's trafficking those clams, they gotta rise up. (laughs) (laughs) Quit drinking our literal fear to stay young, you Hollywood Democrat cabal. Words that make me sound smart. (laughs) And as a parting gift, Granny and Devin give the crab a new hermit shell. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention the conch shell at the beginning which has only ever been used in the beginning and then the end. They blow on it like a horn, and that does something to the painting, and that's how they get in the painting. But also, like, he's inspecting it, and the shell has a kitchen and a living room. Yeah, and he lives in a much smaller shell, too. But also, he finds a tiny conch in the conch, which I would think that would have fallen out before that, but whatever. A wizard did it. Yay! And so they blow on the tiny conch, and they all go back to the regular beach, and they all live happily ever after, and the penguin and the crab show up on the painting now. The end. Alright, do we give We Sing Under the Sea a keep the tapes, a leave in the donation box, or burn the goddamn tape? Tyler? Uh, I'm gonna say leave in the donation box. Again, it was very watchable, but also very forgettable, as you can probably tell right now, because between this and the We Sing Train, it was just very hard to talk about them, because not a lot actually happens. It's hard to explain. I think this is sort of just the slog in our We Scream saga, and... Considering we're basically almost at the finish line, I think it's going to pick up, hopefully. 
I'm gonna give it a mild keep the tapes because I wouldn't say I loved it, but it was definitely, I did find a lot of it forgettable and I think overall I enjoyed We Sing Train more than this, but I'll give it credit, it at least tried to have a plot, it at least had some damn good puppetry, and there was some really good acting for what it was worth and some decent songs, so yeah, overall it was watchable. Can I do a throw up on the tape? (laughs) (laughs) Of course you can, Randy. I mean, yeah, it was good, I would say. The effects were good. I would fucking die for baby Audie. And uh, damn wiener kid shenanigans were kept to a minimum. But I can't not make the joke. I'm just gonna throw up on the tape. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it so then we can talk about how you threw up on it. (laughs) Keep it, but like memorialize it as the Randy Martin throw up tape. Hooray! We're almost done! So Yes, close. one more day. Oh my god. Tomorrow we talk about the Infinity tra- War. Infinity Train. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said the Infinity Train. Renew Infinity Train, by the way, because that's amazing. The Infinity War of We Sing. The big crossover event. We Sing All-Stars to the Rescue. <laughs> If only. That's what Infinity War should have been. Thanos should have been a pot dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see Silly Wim say, Marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Derby just shows up and he's like, Oops, too drugged. And then he gets run over by the We Sing train, thank God. I mean, let's face it, Dermy's already on crack, so. <laughs> <laughs> Has Dermy ever even been sober for that matter? No. No? Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Guys, oh shit, he's back at my window. We gotta shut up now. Oh shit, fuck. (laughs) Alright, okay, yeah, yeah. Find us on Channel KRT. Uh, You know all the usual spots. I don't need to plug here. Oh yeah, Gomer, Chris Reyna, thanks thanks for donating to our Patreon. Hell yeah. You can find me over on Mission Breakout on Twitter and Discord, Muppet Vision 3D on Twitter. You can find me over on The Walking Putt on Instagram, and you can also find me starting a Kickstarter for a We Sing tape about the Destroying the rich. Uh, you can find me on Cosmic Rewind on Twitter. Replace the E with a three. You can find me on select episodes of Escape from Vault Disney and the Emperor's New Podcast. And you can also find me face down, drowning, because uh, I recognize the bodies in the water. Sorry. I know I wasn't supposed to, but... <laughs> and those bodies in the water were none other than the bitty booties. <laughs> Yay! Rizzledy Rosaldy indeed. Channel KRT... Cut to static. Woo! Day nine! One more day! (laughs) Day nine, day nine, day nine! Day nine, day nine, day nine! One day more!